welcome back to batting around we got a playoffs edition here um we're gonna try to go through as many of the playoff bound teams or likely playoff bound teams as possible and uh i'm your host jane ost and with me is lauren walker i'm lauren that's lauren and steven how's it going steven you <laughs> hey uh and we have a guest really excited about this one uh blue jays expert here uh it's the athletics andrew stoughton hey andrew how's it going uh, i'm doing great i'm happy to be here so we're gonna get into the blue jays a lot more here in a couple minutes but i think first we have a little bit of, we have a little bit of you know uh housekeeping to do uh looks like a bunch of teams here have or a couple teams a couple more teams anyway have laid off members of their scouting department uh looks the dodgers laid off four or five members of their scouting department. The Braves have, uh, have I guess, laid off dozens um, across the organization, including some top veteran scouts. Uh, you know, they say it's due to, you know, coronavirus, lack of <laughs> lack of income from that. Uh-huh. What's, uh, Lauren, I think you you brought this one up. I saw you tweeting about, especially the Dodgers earlier, um, about how, you know, their success seems to hinge on, on their scouting department. Yeah, you know, the, the analytics uh, revolution that uh, we've all bought into because uh, of the how good the Moneyball movie was um, uh, <laughs> kind of gave scouts a bad look. But um, I don't know. Uh, I, I think uh, I think between the consolidation of the miners and um, uh, these moves to kind of close down scouting departments, it's always a good opportunity for everybody to read Naomi Klein's um, Shock Doctrine because uh, that kind of seems like what's happening a little bit here in baseball there. These are all things that teams wanted to do for a while for efficiency reasons to cut on cut down on budget to streamline baseball into a, a more easily managed product and uh, I see where they're coming from that from their perspective of trying to cut costs in the short term um, but it's a lot of institutional knowledge that's kind of going away with who knows where that's going to come from again I guess if there's no minor minor leagues to or there's fewer minor leagues to scout. If you're just going to pull from colleges and a handful of training academies and then overseas players, uh, it's a big bummer. Um, but uh, it seems to be a, a trend across the league if they're all thinking the same way uh, in that regard. Yeah, I think the, the shock doctrine, uh, um, like like or liking it to the shock doctrine, is is a good analogy because how people want to invade Iraq forever before. Or 9-11. You know, they were, they were trying to eliminate all these minor league teams and trying yeah. to cut down yeah. on these jobs well before the pandemic. Yeah, I should say what the shock doctrine is, is that the theory just gave is that excuse. teams take advantage of, or that capitalists take advantage of opportunity in crisis to um, enforce neoliberal austerity. That's a little glib for, you know, kids game, but um, <laughs> uh, it, it seems... What's the point? What's the point of having a podcast if we can't just, like liken uh you know <laughs> stuff of a pandemic well, this is this like, is people's you know, people laying stuff off to like 9 11 this is people's lives and livelihoods and careers that we're sure. talking so it's entire it's town's not, livelihoods yeah exactly so i mean it is it is a little glib but <laughs> <laughs> the the, Thanks, the thing that the thing that i you know i mean obviously it's all terrible but the the scouts in particular, the fact that you know they're losing their jobs and teams are cutting back, it's like that. This was a thing that uh, J.P. Ricciardi, who did when he took over the Blue Jays, was you know it was very clearly cost cutting 
uh, and just like gutted the scouting department. He came out of the Oakland front office, so he was you know he's in Moneyball, and and you know Paul Godfrey, who was the president of the Jays at the time, was like. Okay, who's like he couldn't get Deep Podesta, he couldn't get Billy Bean, so he's like, okay, who else? Who else works there that I can can hire? It was not exactly a well a well oiled machine that the Blue Jays have been running for the last you know thirty years, but uh, but Ricciardi came in and gutted the scouting system, and then you know he was here for nine years somehow, and it uh, by the end he was like, yeah, we probably got to start hiring more scouts. Like I think there's there, eventually there's going to be a smart team who figures out, oh, we we should have like boots on the ground and actual people doing this stuff you know that's going to be like a, a separator uh where it's like you know. a new market inefficiency yeah, exactly. as they like to call it yeah. like like how yeah like how teams have started taking college coaches uh way more way more often recently than they than they ever used to well i, I think a part of it also is just it's strictly a matter of, of seniority it's it's a total like austerity mindset to cut the oldest employees with the most tenure who are uh, making the most money and might still have a pension. It's, it's the exact same thing we saw at newspapers and uh, a ton of other industries that have kind of been hollowed out over the last couple of decades. Yeah, I've been there. Been there. I've, I definitely, <laughs> I mean, I don't think that when I, I used to work at the score, which is still around, but we were like, I was on a team of people who were sort of the, the features people or who did like longer form stuff mm-hmm. uh, before they kind of got right into doing but like you know, content like uh, snackable content, I think was what they called it. Listicles, uh, their pivot to yeah. video sort of thing. Yeah. A little bit, but uh, anyway, we we made more money than people who could do our jobs for way less money. Uh, I don't think that our like daily trips to the bar across the street helped us, but uh, <laughs> but, but long story that's short, a is hollowed that, that's, new, that's a hollowed newsman <laughs> tradition, though. Is the the trips to the bar. It sure is, yeah. Uh, we had a keg yeah. in the office. It was a very like, uh, <laughs> you know, because it's a it's an app. It's like a, a you know, it's it's competing for you know programmers and people doing code and stuff. So it had to be like, oh yeah, we got like the Google style office with all these bells and whistles. We're like, I'm not sitting <laughs> around here drinking in front of my colleagues at four in the afternoon when they're all working. I'm gonna go across the bar, <laughs> across the street to the bar. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, you're right that the that's. That's 100% how that will work, where it's like, oh, you, go, you make too much money, you can get somebody. So to uh, you know, transition that into the next topic smoothly here, um, you don't need as much of a scouting department if it's easier to get into the playoffs, right? Um, because we heard this week <laughs> that the expanded playoffs are likely to stay, you know, something that your Blue Jays here have benefited from. Uh, will likely you know continue to benefit from makes it a lot easier for the get in, for them to get in. Uh, we had a we have a <laughs> now it seems like that 16 team playoff format is probably going to be around to stay. Yeah, I'm I mean serious. there's too much. Yeah, are you? Well, yeah. As a as a as a fan of a team that's good, I I can understand that. Or you know some years. <laughs> Jane and Lauren weren't talking. Who are you addressing? <laughs> being a fan of a good team. Because it wasn't uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, um, I I I really liked Andrew. I really liked your piece this morning about this very subject, especially from the perspective of a team yeah. that has had this really rough couple decades. Uh, from the perspective of a fan, from the perspective of someone who has to cover the game and watch these games, um, and I think um, all of us are on some degree. Of, we would say to the left. Um, and I think leftists are prone to use the single analytical lens of class war in every aspect of our lives, uh, which is correct. We're not wrong to do that. It's 100% accurate <laughs> right. analysis all yeah. the time. But also it is a product uh, that we're consuming, 
And there's something to be said for making that product more fun for more people who suffer through it. Right? That's, I mean, yeah, it, 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 it sometimes feels to me, too, that, like, there's, like, 40 guys on the internet who are really against expanding the playoffs. But, like, I, in my, especially just co- because I come from where I come from and from, you know, the Blue, Blue Jays fans are all like, you're nuts. Like, the, we, the way, the reverence that people talk about and remember 2015 is like mm-hmm. it's crazy but that's because it was the only time anything good happened to this team in literally <laughs> like 25 years like and, and it's like you know it doesn't it that making that getting back to something like that means so much more than whatever concern i have about say the blue jays this year just backing their way into the playoffs with a fucking shitty team <laughs> absolutely uh, you know they're they're going to get bounced but but and it, and if they didn't, it would be very fun. And I, I I embrace the chaos. And and I also just yeah, I can't talk to like, I would lose all my credibility with Blue Jays fans if I was like, no, we should, it should be hard harder for them to get in the playoffs. Like it's just that's just not what anyone's here for. So I, I under I there's the concerns the concerns are super valid. Obviously it's a money grab. Obviously, you know the owners are terrible. And it's a way to su- suppress player wages too. Hundred percent. That much easier to create a playoff team, um, and especially if you have a chaotic uh, first round of, of three game playoff sets. Uh, that you know, it's like it's like hockey or something where they can like I think you said that in your in your piece where um, you know they have this huge playoff field, so good teams can get bounced early on by you know bad teams or mediocre teams. Well, I think in the last couple of years, especially, we've seen. Um a lot of, of uh, super teams kind of go really deep into the playoffs. And there's a certain, you know, there's a charm to, there's a lot of validity in, say, in saying that long season is, is matters and the best team should win. But at the same time, I, I can't think of a more fun uh, World Series run in the last couple of years of the Nationals. And they were, they were terrible for most of the regular season. Right. And I got to tell you, it's fun, watch, it's fun watching the Yankees not win every year. It's, it's the, Absolutely, it's just—it's just delightful. For sure. <laughs> I look. I get it, and I agree with everything that has been stated. I'm not opposed to expanding the playoffs. Full stop. But sixteen teams is more than half the league, and I—I I would just be extremely uncomfortable with a with a team below five hundred make it into the playoffs and god forbid actually winning like i i know that like that's 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 chaotic and goofy and weird and you know fun but i don't know that for a 60 game season it makes for, a lot more sense for a 60 game than season, it does for fine, 162 but for a 162 game season it's just no i would need a i would need um like expansion teams so that it's not more than half of the league. I, I don't. I don't think owners are going to be opposed to, <laughs> you know, raking in a bunch of expansion fees. So yeah, we might right. get that. I don't know. I want more recognition for as much as I hate every team that's like every team that's won the most games or won their divisions for the past like a, the better part of a decade. I fucking hate them. But I. But like, <laughs> even still, there there needs to be some sort of recognition for doing well in again I'm I'm speaking in a I'm speaking in terms of a full season and not this weird shortened bullshit season right that we if it's have. if it's every if it's like a, you know every single team uh d- that makes the playoffs starts in, at the same at the same footing at a three game 
um, elimination round. Yeah, uh, that seems that seems kind of wrong to me I, because I mean, like a, a really you know a team can get hot and get the lowest the lowest spot in there or something, and you know that kind of that kind of does punish a team for. Uh, like spending a like you know spending money, doing you know spending years building a team and making a you know a hundred some win team or something to just get bounced out because it's not like I think I bre- I mentioned this in an earlier episode when you have a three game series, uh, the you know the most like between a good team and a worst team the most likely thing is like the good team wins two out of the three games but the most but the second most likely thing isn't that they win three games it's that they lose two games so like. Had that when it's when it's the playoffs, I don't know. There's something there's something about that that doesn't sit right with me either. I like how Korea does it, where they spot uh, the higher seed a win. a win. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it could be. I think it could be done. Yeah, absolutely. And I think yeah. at the end of the day, the, these playoffs, as they are they're constructed, are probably gonna be pretty fun, just based on the teams that we're seeing going into them. And I, I do yeah. appreciate Steven's point about no, for like, sure, a five hundred, a below five hundred team getting in is a little feels a little weird. Um, I love the like the delicious irony of that team being the Astros right now. They're the only <laughs> one under five hundred is in playoff contention. Are they really? Yeah, they're they're twenty, yeah. they're twenty five and twenty six. They're the only wow. uh, right, uh, only seeded team that if the playoffs started tomorrow would be under five hundred. And of course, they're in the sixth seed. Because yeah, because the AL West is terrible. Yeah. Right. I mean, the it could it could definitely happen in the NL Central too, seeing as like the Cincinnati Reds are sitting at exactly 500 right now, um, and in second place, um, and the Cardinals are uh, are right below them uh, at also at 500, but they just have played two games less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The- uh, both of those teams right now are you know could be <laughs> could be in the playoffs the at under 500. The Cardinals line right now is hilarious. They're 24 and 24. 500 winning percentage, 5.5 games back, 11 and 11 at home, 13 and 13 away, 5 and 5 in the last 10. <laughs> That's what they were like last week, yeah, too. They have nothing. maintained their perfect balance. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I guess, I guess, I, I will say, that, which is what I put in the piece today, though, like, it, is, it is weird and offensive to think of a, a World Series winner being sub 500, but it's also weird and offensive to think of going 25 years and only seeing your team in the playoffs twice. Like, like that's also yeah. a problem. Absolutely, but, yeah. absolutely. You mentioned the Blue Jays, also the Mariners. Like, there's a bunch of guys who are those bubble teams that have just had. It's it's been a chore. And it was it was your piece or was it the um, blog post that mentioned like the blog traffic over time? Like that. That, that was me. Yeah. That was that sensation of like yeah, what it's like to be a fan watching this team and really only getting like those a couple moments of 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 hope each year and still going back to it. But you correctly point out that. That is not a problem of the format. It is a problem of ownership. Absolutely, it one hundred percent is. Yeah, yeah. Ownership's been terrible, and 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 you look through the list of like the teams that I listed there that were that have similar you know terrible track records, and it's like, oh yeah, they're the ones where all the owners are just dog shit. <laughs> yeah, like we've been we've been hearing for like years that like the the big complaint about uh, Major League Baseball is that not enough teams are trying, mm-hmm. and I don't really think that this makes that this expanded playoffs really solves that it just kind of spreads around how much trying there is it just dissipates the same amount of trying so like yeah some teams might might pick up some but it doesn't it doesn't mean that they're all trying to like build a great team build a world series team they're just trying to build a team that can get themselves into the playoffs yeah get that sweet playoff revenue that's what it's all about (laughs) yeah 
You can sell a bunch of hats with a stupid little patch on the side, <laughs> you know. Speaking of the playoffs here, let's get into like, we I mean, we've talked about the Blue Jays a little bit, but let's let's oh, talk about the, first, the Blue Jays. First, first, more. I, have, oh, I, have, I have my segment. I have my weekly. This is a segment I do, Andrew. Uh, everybody hates it. It's not good. I am going to give some stats to um, everybody. You, Jane and and uh, um, they're they're very cherry picked. They don't mean anything. They hate this bit, but I make them do it anyway. Uh, these yeah. are two okay. team slash lines. These are two teams. La- la- yeah, Lauren Walker's sports machine. Let's yeah, go. I haven't come up with a name. For the, I'm not going to make a name for the segment. It's always bad. Um, so these are team slash lines uh, for the whole team for the whole season so far. I'm not going to give you more details than that. Team slash lines are 240, 332, 431, and then 253, 325, 436. That's a WRC plus of 112 and 106, respectively, and they are the 10th and 20th ranked offenses in baseball right now. What are those teams? This is your most ridiculous one yet, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Um, I don't fucking know. Is it the, so what do they have? Why are there two? What is their relationship to each other? Well, that's the question, Steven. I'm setting up a, 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 something I'm trying to make a larger point about, about the playoffs here. Seeing as how we're doing this right now, let's say, let's, I'm just going to guess is one of them, the Blue Jays. Yes. One yeah. is definitely the Blue Jays. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one is the Rays, who the, Bla- who the Jays would be playing in the playoffs if the season ended tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> and that's not a, a that's a that's a significant difference, but it's not a big one. Yeah, it really isn't. <laughs> Thanks, Lauren. Anyway, extremely cherry picked. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that, Lauren. <laughs> Thanks, Lauren. And Lauren's segment. Tell us, <laughs> tell us week. about the Blue Jays. I have paid attention to the Blue Jays in the sense that um, I think the Buffalo stuff is weird and cool. Um, I'm really into all their extremely beefy boys. Um, they have a lot of beefy boys, and they sure I'm do. dating a Canadian. That's that's my that's my in for the Blue Jays. I have otherwise <laughs> paid no attention to them this year. That's fair. You haven't missed a ton, really. Um, you know they have uh, Hyunjin Ryu, who's been fantastic. Uh, he's been you know they paid him a lot of money uh, a year before they like really were like looking like a contender, which is a, a very surprising thing to do. And like we talked. I talk about how bad the owner is uh, earlier, but like, uh, but that that was a that was a, a surprising and uplifting move for uh, for Blue Jays fans to see them make that kind of commitment. But they really believe in a lot of the talent that they have. Uh, you know, Vlad Jr. is a, is a disaster, but <laughs> otherwise, yeah. Uh, they, yeah, they have so much exciting young talent right now <laughs> coming up with like I mean just like their legacy guys like uh, Pachette and uh, Guerrero, obviously like. I don't know. They yeah. It seems like they're in a good position to spend. Yeah, and uh, and you know they they very much like their uh, uh, flexibility, quote unquote. You know, in terms of payroll. So they've been, which means that for the last like three four years, they've been just gutting any of their spending on payroll. And so they are they are in a good spot to like to push a little harder in the winter. I don't know how to you know teams are obviously going to use the pandemic as an excuse to not spend. Uh, as though we didn't notice that it, the industry made like ten billion dollars last year, uh, 
But yeah, the Jays are backing their way into the playoffs right now. They have like no starting pitching beyond Ryu uh, at the moment. They picked up a bunch of guys at the mm-hmm. deadline. They picked up Taiwan Walker, who's been okay, but you know that's like the best. I'm really like, surprised to see that he's even been okay, um, because that's a guy who's just completely, um, <laughs> completely struggled his yeah. entire career. Yeah, yeah. And like last I I mean but I mean last I heard from him was, you know, he was trying to get on all these teams and his fastball was sitting at like 88 miles an hour or something. Oh, he he's throwing harder than that now. He I, like the numbers this year are okay. Yeah. He's not he, he I, I won't kind of call him a pitch to contact guy, but it's definitely not like he's not a big strikeout guy and he walks a lot of guys. So, you know, that's why he's you know, he's like a fourth or fifth starter. Uh but for the Jays right now, he's the the you know, they're, we're, we're, people are hoping for Matt Shoemaker to come back uh, because that's going to save their playoff rotation, which is, you know, pathetic, obviously. Uh, and I like Matt Shoemaker, but, but you know, the, we're, not, <laughs> we're not really talking about frontline caliber pitchers. We have the, the, Nate Pearson is a, sure. a, a, a really interesting prospect, but he's hurt and is, uh, is going to come out of the bullpen in the, in the playoffs and down the stretch. I don't think he's an option to start anymore, but that's fine because Ken Giles just, like, blew his arm out. Uh, and Jordan Romano oh, was the closer who got ruled. Got ruled. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Romano got ruled five away from them last year to Texas, who didn't try him in the bullpen, and then the Jays brought him back and were like, "Why don't you just try to throw?" And he's he's he was dominant. He was incredible for uh, for about a month, and then got hurt. Uh, and you know they can hit a little bit. They can't play defense at all. Jonathan VR is. Uh, uh, it's unsurprising that that player has been on five different teams in the last like six years or whatever it is. <laughs> Uh, you know, there, there are just weird things, even like last night, even like Vlad's playing first base for the first time in his career, I think because they were, they were happy with how his conditioning was coming out of like going into spring training, but then coming out of the the lockdown, uh, they were less happy (laughs) with the way he'd return the shape he returned in. Uh, and we're immediately like, you're playing first base now and not third anymore. Uh, (laughs) and so, I mean, the the third base thing was always kind of, uh, uh, like seemed like it was it was limited time only sort of thing right it was yeah it seemed like I, they were always yeah. going to kind of either shift him over to first or, or have him as a dedicated dh yeah it's I mean, it's just it just seems so wrong to have like a 21 year old already like yeah you're a dh but that's that's where it's going clearly <laughs> uh and yeah he just keeps like he's got those third base instincts so like last night he, a ball hit to, to the second baseman he like tries to make a play on it and then it's like oh wait there's nobody on first now <laughs> Uh, and this has only happened like four or five times. Yeah, the, the Twins moved Miguel Sano over to first base after they signed Donaldson. Um, and he's been very good at first base, but he definitely does that sometimes. Um, stuff that like should be left up to the second baseman, and he's and he's you know diving over there and not leaving anybody at first. So yeah, no, that's that seems to be seems to be a common problem with the third baseman moving over. Yeah. And I don't know. Just in general, run prevention has been an issue for the Blue Jays of late. Uh, they they may they may have picked they may have peaked early is a problem for them too. <laughs> they had some yeah because it's been it's been about a week and a half of just like utter blowouts. Yeah. Uh, last night's like. last night's one run <laughs> game was was last night's one run game right? That was like the first yeah. time they haven't been blown out in a while. Pretty much, uh, they won a game in there, but yeah, they, it's been, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's been ugly. I think it was like the. I think it was like fifty-five to ten was like their last four games, like going into last. Good lord! Night. Yeah, not, I mean, like not I, I think, yeah, I mean, just God hates us because there was that one week where it seemed like the Blue Jays were heating up and the Yankees were in a tailspin. Oh god! Right. Um, but of of course that couldn't last. 
I'm yeah, so on my mad. podcast, we 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 just drank Yankee tears for an hour. It was delightful, <laughs> and then and then obviously that's happened. But there's four yeah, games of the future coming up. They could all turn around just as quick. You never know. Yeah, looking for looking forward to Tanner Tanner Roark versus more Aaron Judge. Yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to do well. I there's a couple guys that I because I I um. Half of your rotation now is guys that used to be on the Diamondbacks pretty recently, or or the Dodgers pretty recently. So I I, I have a deep appreciation for Robbie Ray um, and a four point one inning pitch, six strikeout, four walk um, stat line. That's like that is vintage Robbie Ray. I love it. Um, <laughs> there's like a, there's like a couple exactly like Robbie Ray, yeah. <laughs> but there's a couple kind of interesting guys uh, that are maybe surprises. Like uh, I'm fascinated by Julian Merriweather. Who's twenty eight? Uh, came up through I think the Reds. Is that right? Uh, Cleveland. Cleveland, even better. Yeah, he was he was the guy that they traded Josh Donaldson for. So he was like been hated since day one by Blue Jays fans <laughs> because the team. I mean, they they you know Donaldson was uh, he was going to be free agent. They could have given him a qualifying offer, but they kind of just didn't want you know a really great player in the room. I think they I think they had the, they have this this weird. Uh, fascination with like building culture and like all these weird like loaded words like what they want in a leader and, and stuff like that. that's why Stroman's not here anymore I think it's like they don't want to make they didn't want to make these guys the highest paid player on the team and the biggest voice in the room because I don't think they quite fit with uh, they're a little too independent thinking than, than the Blue Jays would prefer uh, which is not great <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the Donaldson thing was super weird. They could have kept him, but they were afraid that he would take the qualifying offer, basically, uh, because you know they had Vlad at third base, because that's you know like they could never have coexisted. Vlad would obviously be going to be a, a third baseman. Uh, but Merriweather is fascinating. He is uh, uh, he's he's just been hurt for so long. He was hurt all of last year. He had Tommy John. He was you know looked like he was going to come back on track to come back uh, last season, but only pitched like six innings in in like a rehab game. Uh, but has like a has like a deep arsenal and and throws really hard and looks like a guy who, you know, if things break right, that might be rotation help for them next year. And everybody's kind of like, at least around here, you know, you look at what Cleveland does with their with their pitching. Uh, maybe it's another one of those guys who you're like, I didn't didn't ever hear of this guy until he got to AAA and now he's just a stud. So uh, a lot of crossed fingers for him. Uh, but he's been useful out of the bullpen so far as well. And it seems like every year now, some playoff team decides they're going to kind of try to get through the playoffs like by tandeming guys. Like, we'll we'll get three innings out of him, two innings out of him, and I don't know. At some point, it'll work. I, I'm kind of fascinated to see them try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's what they're. Other than Ryu, that's I think what they're going to do. Like, uh, Tanner Roark has pitched his way out of a playoff spot. I think out of a roster spot in the playoffs. Uh, Chase Anderson, not much better, if better. I don't. I, I haven't looked at their numbers recently, but. They're they're you know flipping back and forth between who's having the worst season. Um, Roark got quite upset against, uh, about getting a hook at like I think seventy four pitches the other night. The Jays are really uh, are really being active in like not letting their pitchers face the lineup the third time around, uh, which is smart when you have Tanner Roark and Chase Anderson. But they they seem to bristle at it, so that could be an interesting uh, situation down the line because you know. 
Roark's like, I'm a, I'm a diesel engine, you know. You gotta, I gotta get warmed up, and then I really get going. And it's like, I'm looking at your numbers, buddy. That's not true at all. Uh, but, so yeah, yeah let's I, see your, let's see your third time through the rotation numbers and see if that holds up. Yeah, if you're the some. only pitcher that that, <laughs> that 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 that's not the case for. He's a diesel yeah, engine it, in the it, sense it, that, like, not. the Volkswagen Bug has has a has a diesel version. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. Do we have any other? Uh, do you have any other thoughts here on the on the Blue Jays? Anybody before we get into uh, mailbag? I just I just want to apologize um, to Andrew and the Blue Jays for yesterday because um, <laughs> it was it was it was uh, it was Thursday night. Uh, the Phillies had blown another uh, save to the Mets in uh, their patented heartbreaking fashion. And it was that moment that I looked at the remaining schedule for the Phillies, and I went, you know what? Fuck this team. They don't deserve the playoffs. <laughs> I hope they lose out. I want them to get swept by the Blue Jays. I would love for that to happen. I want the Phillies to lose. And of course, you know what they did? They came out, they came into a doubleheader, and they swept the doubleheader, and that was the first time that they had done that. Andrew, tell me the last time the Phillies uh, won both games of a doubleheader. Give me a guess. What year? Oh man, I I do not know. Was uh, was Mitch Williams pitching on the <laughs> It certainly fucking no, feels no. like it. No, the year no. is twenty twelve. That is eight years ago. No. Uh, and like they've had plenty of opportunities this year. <laughs> they've this had year, so yeah. my plenty of doubleheaders because I am the center of the universe. Uh, and I'm I'm what really yes. matters in the world. It was my desire for the Blue Jays to win that caused them to lose yesterday. So I am apologizing to you. Well, I'm apologizing for bringing up Mitch Williams. <laughs> well, well, let's get in the mailbag because the first question revolves around Mitch Williams. Actually. Oh wow! Uh, this this question comes from Lionel Kitchy, a, uh, a Phillies fan. Uh, and he says, do you know how to erase the names Joe Carter and Mitch Williams from my brain permanently? Um, and I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and tell and say here that uh, his name is his name's Matt. I'm going to go ahead and say, Matt, um, you're better off erasing the entirety of the 93 Phillies from your brain. Um, not just, you know, Mitch Williams, but also uh, Kurt Schilling and Lenny Dykstra. I'm going to I'm going to field this question. Um I don't know what he's talking about. I I have no recollection of any of that. And Andrew knows. I do. I do. I recall it quite fondly. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw a. Uh, yeah. Can you can I, you explain can you explain the context here for uh, for I, I'm good for everybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I saw. Uh, I, I tweeted this like a few months ago, but somebody, some Phillies fan. On like a VHS, like a like a you know a, a terrible camcorder, filmed their reaction when like t- I think they filmed themselves watching like all of Game Six, and it was <laughs> it, it wasn't like it wasn't like over wait the like top, Game Six like, as Game Six as it happened or game or they're watching like Game it, Six as from it now happened like okay. actually in 1990 that's ahead of their okay. time that's like a and, whole genre of video now <laughs> it's crazy yeah. and. I mean, it's not it, the audio's not great, and it's shaky, and it's like you'll, you'll get motion sickness watching it. Uh, but uh, I, of course, watched the whole thing because it's like just waiting <laughs> for the meltdown, which it didn't happen. There was no like performative like 
Oh, what a, what a bar! Down, but it, but it, but you could just, but it was, it was just, it was subtle and just perfect, like just the absolute disbelief at what had, had just occurred. Uh, <laughs> it was very different around here, I can assure you. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> you know, but yeah, but I don't I've, think. Yeah. I don't know if you can, uh, if we'll be able to do an eternal sunshine thing here, uh, Lionel Kitchy, <laughs> and just surgically remove that part and those two guys. I think you need to just, um, you know, carpet bomb that whole team that whole year from your. Memory. Here's the thing: yeah. if I, if 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 I could eternal sunshine things from my brain, I would take the entirety of baseball out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on, on my podcast, we have, uh, and, and among much of Blue Jays' Twitter, it, we've all just sort of collectively, wordlessly agreed that the 2015 World Series did not happen. So, mm-hmm. it, it, and it's it's really it's a nice coping mechanism. I, I recommend it. All right, uh, let's see here, and then we have a couple more questions. At um, it's Chandelier says. Uh, would Vogelbach have made an impact on the team, or would he have just been another thick boy in all caps <laughs> for the Jays? I think the I think the latter, unfortunately. But yeah. the impact the impact he made was that Rowdy Tellez started like hitting everything as soon as like he heard Good, those, I love Rowdy. Big, those big beefy footsteps. Uh, yeah, he's hurt now, and it looks like he's probably not going to come back. And it, you know, it's so weird because you kind of think of it this year and like in, in, as a it's a season. But it's also like, yeah, he was hot for like a month. Like it, it, it could have just right. sort of happened anonymously in the middle of an, a regular year. Uh, but you know, he's probably really good. That's what I've decided based on that month. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. And then we got from Shani's Glass. If the Jays win the World Series, does that count as a professional championship for the city of Buffalo? With Jays playing there but not allowing fans, do baseball fans there care about them? I don't know. Who, who, nobody hears from Buffalo. Who knows? <laughs> Buffalo is a lot of fun, i got to say. A lot of Canadians enjoy Buffalo. Uh, what, for, like, outlet shopping? <laughs> that, that used to be the thing. Yeah. yeah. Got to go to the Gallery Mall and, and uh, stop at the Wegmans. I don't know. Yeah, I have a friend from Buffalo, and um, talking to her, like, from what I can gather is it seems like Buffalo is an American city that is culturally Canadian. Like she talks about the tragically hip all the time and <laughs> shit like that. So I think that this is, I mean, they're, they, the city of Buffalo is on board with the Blue Jays from the beginning, I think. Yeah. It, it, it's, you know, like when growing up, uh, even on our cable packages, like we get, you know, in Canada, we don't have ABC, NBC, CBS, whatever. But off the antenna mm-hmm. or off or, or in our cable packages, we get Buffalo TV. So I know all sorts of things about right. like house fires in Chictawaga. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's just it's all sort of like it's, it's all it, it's it's not quite the same market, uh, but it's it's similar enough. I know a lot of Blue Jays or a lot of Blue Jays fans and a lot of Toronto people cheer for the Bills. God love them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a nightmare. But I was talking to somebody the other day about that who's not. From around here, it's like what? Like you could choose any team, and it's the Bills, and it's like, but no, it's really the TV. Like we grew grew up, you know, watching Bruce Smith get interviewed on uh, WKVW. I, I do like to. That does put a funny image in, in my head <laughs> of uh, like really, you know, nice, polite Canadians um, slamming each other through folding tables. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like I have a hard time. It's, it's, it's like a hard thing to kind of picture, but once I have it in my mind, I, I do really like that. Just like, are you ready? <sighs> All right, cool. Do we have? Uh... <laughs> I'm not gonna read the rest of the questions that came in. They uh, they they seem kind of silly here. So uh, sorry, sorry to a couple people that uh, that I didn't get to. But um, do we have anything else? Uh, anything else to talk about here with the Blue Jays? Or uh, while we have Andrew, I'm curious. Like you, you, you've mentioned a few times about how they're backing into the playoffs. Um, yeah. What What do you reasonably expect from them? Uh, should they make it? <laughs> uh, like, are they going to turn it on hoping, all of a sudden now for, that they're hoping there? Hoping for three games and not <laughs> hoping for three games, not two. Really, at this point. Uh-huh. Uh, but no, I and I like like Lauren was saying earlier. Like uh, they. Their bullpen, by and large, has been really good. It's kind of wobbled a bit lately, but they have a lot of really interesting arms down there. Uh, the the 28-man roster is uh, has helped them in that regard, and they have like guys who can go multiple innings. They're not all just like one one and done kind of guys. So they could definitely find a way mm-hmm. to like patch a bunch of relievers together and you know work the matchups, and 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 that will be. I think that's their path to anything resembling success. I think, in, you know, in the next, in the, if they get to the second round, I, I don't see how, you know, Tanner Roark and Chase Anderson or whoever is going to be starting for them, you know, helps them at all. But because it's... That, that diesel engine is, that's when it's going to warm up. <laughs> that's when it's going to get really going. Right. And it, it's, I mean, it, and it's every day in a row too, right? Which is, which and they can't for those, pitch for you on short rest. And, yeah. yeah. For those, those first, those first series, yeah, are going to be every day. No days off between those. Yeah. So, but no, the bullpen's really interesting. And, uh, and like Merriweather, we talked about, Pearson's going to be back there. Uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be terrible. It's going to, it's going to be <laughs> nerve wracking and, uh, just, the wheels will be about to fall off at every possible moment. Um, so I kind of hope it lasts. They don't. They are. They would not be a deserving World Series champion. I assure you that. Uh, but I'm ready to have some fun. It's been way. It's been four years since we've had a playoff game, and it was, you know, a lot longer Absolutely. before that. And is it, a little bit. Is it fair to say that like there's not a lot of pressure for them to succeed this year because they are kind of ahead of the rebuild? Like I've seen that sentiment some. I don't know how the overall fan base feels about it, but like. I don't think anyone was expecting in a full season for this to be a contender team. Yeah, I think even just getting to the playoffs is like the season's a success. So anything on top of that is 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 big. Like they, you know, in a re, in a real season, yeah, they they and especially in a smaller playoff field, like no, nobody was expecting them to contend this year. Um, I think the players, you know, they they'll say that you know they believe in themselves, and there is really there is some interesting talent there, but uh, but it's just not quite there yet. So yeah, I think nobody no, the fan base isn't like. Gonna, they're not going to turn into Leafs fans if they if they, you know, don't make it through the first <laughs> round. God forbid. God forbid is right. Yeah. God forbid. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming by, Andrew. Do you have uh, anything you'd like to plug here? Uh, not really. No. I mean, it's, I I write for the Athletic. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Andrew Stoughton. And uh, if you're going to subscribe, we got a great deal going on. I think still right now, which is like a dollar a month. Um, yeah, and, and if you're gonna do that, uh, I ask you to to click on one of my articles and then sign up rather than just going to the site itself. <laughs> Absolutely, and, and what you also have a great. And I apologize podcast. for the the ruckus out here. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's right. I do. I do. I mean, yeah. I can say that. I can say that because because 
Drew Fairservice, my co-host, is really the host, and I'm just comic relief. So, mm. uh, so he has. A great I know. Podcast, I know that I feel. Appear on it. Check it out. Birds all, <laughs> Birds all day podcast. Check it out. It's great. Birds all, Birds day, all day. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, it's been it's been my pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, go follow us on Twitter as well at Batten Around. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We're gonna have more of these playoff preview episodes coming up here, so stay tuned.